I want you to open your Bibles this morning with me to John, John chapter 5. Hallelujah. John chapter 5, I'm going to focus in on just one verse. Verse 24. Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Nature has given us two ears and one mouth. I think that God was trying to tell us something. We should be twice as quick to hear as we are to talk. There's a story of a man, a minister and a scientist. They went down to the streets of New York City. And as they walked along the busy streets, the scientist, who was a man who studied insects, suddenly stopped. And he said to the minister, he said, what did you hear? And he says, well, let's see. I hear church bells. I hear the clanging of automobiles. I hear uh, people talking. Uh, I hear all kinds of noises. And the scientist said, yeah, but I hear one noise that probably you missed. He said, I hear the noise of a cricket. He said, the noise of a cricket? With all that other racket going on, you heard the noise of a cricket? He said, yes, I heard the noise of a cricket. And he walked over next to one of the tall skyscrapers and he reached down to a a rock that was laying there next to the building, and he turned it over, and sure enough, there was a cricket. He said, uh, let me show you something else. He took a quarter out of his pocket. He said, watch this. And he dropped the quarter on the pavement. And, of course, it made a tingling sound when it hit the ground. And amongst all that noise, people stopped and listened. And he said, you know, we hear what we want to hear. And we hear what we're trained to hear. Let me read that verse that I just read from my Bible, from the Amplified Bible. It says, I assure you most solemnly... I tell you, the person whose ears are open to my words, 
who listens to my message and believes and trusts and clings to the realities on him and relies on him who sent me, has, possesses now eternal life, and he does not come into judgment, does not incur sentence of judgment, will not come under condemnation, but he has already passed over out of death into life. Let us pray. Father, right now we ask you to give us ears to hear. Father, there's many things that would interrupt. There's many noises. Much interruption. But God, your Spirit speaks through a small, still voice. And we need to be able to hear what the Spirit is saying. We need to be attentive to what the Spirit is saying. We need to react on what the Spirit says. So, Father, I believe that you're going to speak very clearly through this message. And I ask God that you would help us. I ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would rest over this congregation, revealing truth, and that the anointing of the Holy Ghost would be upon this preacher to bring forth this message in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Sometimes people don't hear simply because they have a reluctance to hear. They don't want to hear. Turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 12. Ezekiel chapter 12. Looking at verse 1 and 2. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, you dwell in the midst of a rebellious house which has eyes to see but does not see and ears to hear but does not hear. For they are a rebellious house. What an indictment against God's people. These were the Israelites that were being talked about. They were God's chosen nation. They were God's peculiar people. And he is indicting them with the fact that they have eyes to see, but do not see, and ears to hear, but will not hear. Why? Because they're rebellious. In other words, they're saying, you're not going to tell me how to live my life. I'll live my life the way I choose to live my life. And no prophet of God is going to come and tell me how to live. We've always done it this way. 
You know people like that, don't you? We've always done it this way, and we're always going to do it this way. And no one is ever going to change us. Reminds me of a story that I will borrow from another preacher that I heard. He told the story about how one pastor after another was kicked out of this particular little church. And it seems that every time a pastor would leave, it was because he had tried to move the piano. And they were determined that that piano was going to sit where it sat and no one was going to come in and take over and move their piano. So, finally this third pastor came and he stayed there. He was there for ten years. And finally, he had a 10th anniversary. He invited all the other pastors back. And the first thing they did when they came in is they looked and the piano had been moved. So they got him aside and they said, Now, how on earth did you get away with moving that piano? That's exactly how I got into trouble and had to leave here. And he said... I moved it little by little by little. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes you can't move too fast because people are reluctant to change. And because they're reluctant to change, they will not hear. There's a right way, there's a wrong way, and then there's our way. I don't uh, care what God's Word says. This is what I believe. And you're going to have to prove to me it's different. Regardless. You know, some people are just set in their ways. And that's was the problem with Israel. They were set in their ways. And because they were set in their ways, God could not work with them. Turn to Ezekiel, I mean, uh, to Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 7. And verse 8. Zechariah 7, verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to Zechariah, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Execute true justice, show mercy and compassion, every one to his brother. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the alien or the poor. Let none of you plan evil in his heart against his brother. Sound like pretty good advice? But look at verse 11. But they refused to heed, shrugged their shoulders, stopped their ears so that they could not hear. 
Yes, they made their hearts like flint, refusing to hear the law of the words of which the Lord of hosts had sent by his Spirit through the former prophets. Thus great wrath came from the Lord of hosts. Very clear. They knew it was the word of God. But they refused. They, they hardened their hearts so that they wouldn't have to bend and do what God told them to do even though they knew what God had told them to do was the thing that they ought to be doing. Deliberate choice not to hear the man of God. Had a case on my bus route. Little guy by the name of Jonathan. The, the bus stop is a block away from his house. And Grandma come bringing Jonathan over to the bus stop and I'd pick him up. But one morning she came out late and she stopped in front of her house and waited for me to stop the bus and pick her up. Pick him up. So I stopped, uh, figuring this is a once in a lifetime thing. I did it again the second time. The third time I said, look, I said, I can't stop at every corner. If I did, I would never get to school. I have a schedule to keep. The next time, I'm not going to stop. The bus stop is a block up the street. And that's the only place I stop. So, lo and behold, a few days later, here's Grandma and Jonathan standing in front of their house. And I went on by. They were outraged. Jonathan came to school and he said, that bus driver deliberately, and I'm a little first grader, deliberately passed me by. <laughs> well, these people would, were deliberately going against the Word of God, deliberately not hearing what God had said. Maybe they didn't like Zechariah, I don't know. Maybe they didn't like the way he said it. You know, sometimes we have personality conflict. Maybe they rejected it because of the vessel who brought the message. I don't know. Maybe they didn't like the tie he had on. Maybe his tie was crooked. Maybe they didn't like it because he was bald. I don't know. For some reason they didn't listen to him. But on the other hand, they didn't listen to Jesus either. John 1, 1 says, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. They missed their day of visitation because he didn't quite fill the bill. John the Baptist Came, uh, came fasting and praying, and they said, there's something wrong with this guy. 
Jesus came eating and drinking, and they said, he's got a demon. He's got Beelzebub. These people were just, couldn't be satisfied. They just didn't want to hear the word of God is what it was all about. And we have a lot of people in the world today that do not want to hear the word of God. They've got their minds made up. They've made their hearts as hard as flint and they will not hear. You remember Jesus went to his own hometown and he wanted to do some miracles. And they said, isn't this Jesus, the carpenter's son? And what did it say about it? It said he could do not many mighty works because of their unbelief. Turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Boy, I'm getting all these here today that you never turn to. See just how many turn directly to it and how many has to start saying them over to themselves and how many go to the index. It comes just before Isaiah. Ezekiel chapter five, or Ecclesiastes chapter five, starting with the verse, first verse. Walk prudently when you go to the house of God, and draw near to, to hear rather than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know that they do evil. Do not be rash with your mouth, and let not your heart utter anything hastily before God. For God is in heaven and you on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. For a dream comes through much activity, and a fool's voice is known by his many words. We should be more ready to hear the word of God when we come to the house of God than we are to open our mouth to give the sacrifice of fools. But you know, many people are just plain too busy to hear. I said before that the Israelites were reluctant to hear. Some people are just too busy to hear. Boy, I'm telling you, they've got everything in the world going on. They've brought the world right into the church with them. They're still worried about whether or not dinner is going to burn or whether it's going to be all right until they get home. Some of them are sitting around reading high calls. Some people are braiding hair. I mean, there's all kinds of things they're doing rather than listening sometimes. I believe God's Word is important. And when we come to the house of God, we ought to pay attention. It's God's Word. 
We have them writing notes and whispering. And I believe that if God is God, then we ought to pay attention to it. Hallelujah. We ought to be ready to hear. We should come in expecting to hear. How many come in expecting? I'm going to hear from God this morning. And expect that God is going to say something profound. Maybe through the song service even. Hallelujah. See, there has to be a receptiveness to hearing. Acts chapter 17. Acts 17 and verse 10. Do I have the right? Yeah, okay. Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. And it says about these Bereans, they were more fair-minded or they were more noble than those at Thessalonica. Why? Because they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. God says they were more noble. I'd like to think that God thinks we're noble. That we have a readiness of mind when we gather together to receive the things of God and then check it out with the scriptures to see if it's so. I wouldn't intentionally lie to you, but uh, I have been known to make mistakes. I like to see people checking me out, following along in the word with me. You're not going to hurt my feelings if you say, hey, you made a mistake. Hallelujah. Luke, chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. We have Martha and Mary. Most of you know the story. Martha invited Jesus into the house. And she's busy out in the kitchen rattling pots and pans. She's cumbered about by many things. She's got many cares. And it's beginning to wear on her a little bit. And she goes to Jesus and she says, Don't you care? Because her sister Mary had found a place at Jesus' feet. And she was listening to the word of God. And Jesus said, Martha, Martha, 
You're troubled about many things. But Mary has chosen that which is best, which is good. And it will not be taken away from her. Martha was too busy doing things to take time to hear and to build a relationship with Jesus. It would have been better to go without a meal than to ignore the opportunity that's set there before because a few days later Jesus was going to be taken, right? We need to find that place at Jesus' feet. And we need to hear the Word of God, as it says in verse, I believe it's verse 39. Hallelujah. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life. Matthew 13 and 23 says, well, the 13th chapter there is talking about the seed and the soil. And it talks about the seed that's thrown on the path, the seed that is thrown on the ground that is shallow ground. It's talking about the seed that is thrown amongst, sown amongst thorns and, and, and weeds. Then it talks about the good ground. And it says here in verse 23, it talks about the good ground, and it says, but he that received seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understands it. And then he does something about it. He bears fruit. Hears, understands, and then brings forth proper action. Hallelujah. And so we must have a responsiveness to the Word of God. We must respond to it. You really haven't heard until you're willing to respond. To what he's saying. A lot of people hear the words, but it, they do nothing with it. You know what I'm saying? But the true hearer will respond to the message. Turn with me to Acts 2. In Acts 2, we have. The day of Pentecost. We have Peter getting up and reading from Joel. And then he begins to preach. And he, re and he preaches repentance. In verse 22 it says, The men of Israel... Hear, he says, men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man uh, attested by God to you 
by miracles and wonders and signs which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death. And he goes on preaching. And we get down to verse 37. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his words were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. What a, what a response to the message that came from God through Peter. People didn't just sit in their pews. They got up and responded to the word of God because they had heard it with their ears. They were pricked in their hearts and they would not just sit there. They responded to the word of God. What a difference between them and those that Ezekiel and, and Zacharias spoke to. God is still saving people today. That message that Peter preached is still as valid today as it was then. If we will repent and be baptized, then we will be forgiven our sins. He will give us eternal life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy household. Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly at heart. In my Father's house is many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go, I shall come again to receive you unto myself, that where I am you may be also. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him shall have everlasting life. The message is the same. Why are people not responding to the messages of God? Have you sat in church so long that your hearts have become hard and your ears stopped up? God says, if you'll come today, I'll meet your need right here at this altar. I'll heal those sick bodies. I'll forgive your sins. I'll save your souls. What is your response going to be? 
Have you heard the message? If you have, then you need to come. You need to come up to the altar. You need to spend some time receiving from God that which He has promised to you. Amen? Hallelujah. Maybe, maybe you haven't ever received Jesus Christ as your Savior. The message is for you today. Come just as you are. Let me pray with you. Receive Jesus into your heart and into your life. Receive eternal life. Maybe you've got a sick body and you want hands laid upon you. Come. Maybe you want the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Said the promises unto us and to as many as the Lord thy God shall call. If you have not this morning, it's because you are not willing to receive. Won't you come out of your seats right now and come to this altar and have your needs met? Come.